0: KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your hosts for Chatterbox. All right, we're back for another week, and... Uh, but- before we started the show today, you told me that apparently the listen live link on the website is down.
1: This is correct.
0: Okay. So, no one, it's likely that no one is listening live right now on, on the stream. But, in case I don't get it fixed by next week, because, you know, me and the web fixing does, doesn't go together very well. A couple of people might be listening live right yeah, now. Yeah, you may be listening to the podcast prior to next week's show. This is this is what I'm getting at. You can go to 1100kfnx.com to hear the show. There it is. Was that was that on air, Norm? That, yes, it was. Okay. I always get confused. Is it kfnx1100 or 1100kfnx? He says it's 1100kfnx.com. That's correct. As, okay. a, matter,
1: as a matter of fact, I just checked. You know, we always make sure that that, that our uh, w- uh, web um, w- uh, web stream is working, and it, uh, just checked it out, and it is working.
0: Okay. Fantastic. So. If uh, if you're listening to the podcast now and you want to listen live and for some reason it's not working on our website, which happens from time to time, especially if they change the code and don't tell me, um, you can do that at 1100kfnx.com. Don't forget, you know, you can always go there and it will usually be working from that website. And then I'll try to get a fix on our own website.
1: Always, usually.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh yeah so there there that's that's my advice to you a uh, podcast listener if you want to become a live listener that's sort of a step up in the tier of listenership it certainly is to us yeah it's like you get bonus points for the amount of time you're listening your your coinage increases if you're listening to the live stream this is virtual useless coinage
1: and the amount of insults that you receive when calling in live will also
0: decrease you think so sure cuz can you call in not live that would be very difficult. You're right. But you can email us not live, and people do that. And today, someone answered my question by emailing me right before the show. Last week, we had a question. Do you remember this question? I I can't even fathom
1: to remember what it was.
0: It's funny. I I don't know if anyone listening to the show has a show of their own. I presume most people don't. But if you ever do a show like ours, you'll realize that immediately after you're done talking, whether it's the whole hour or mid-show... As soon as we hit break, we have forgotten everything we've talked about.
1: How many times have we asked each other right after the
0: show? Oh, so uh, what did we just talk about? It, it is amazing. Other programs have a producer, a silent producer, and I think I've mentioned before that I like—at least I used to like—to listen to um, the this the, the stuff something How Stuff Works podcast, yeah. uh, or stu- it's called Stuff You Should Know, which we, is a How we stuff do works have
1: podcast. a silent producer. Who's that? It's your hand.
0: Me? Okay, so. Um, I listen to the, the stuff you should know, which is the How Stuff Works podcast, and they have a producer, someone who like you know manages the audio and cleans it up before the show. We don't clean up any audio, with rare exception. Uh, I don't clean up any audio, and so that person probably like keeps it all together. End of the show, writes the not the review but the summary, the synopsis. I assume these things happen usually, right? um, but I swear if you are the person doing the show, you just forget immediately what it is that five minutes, two minutes. So we we there we have had a break and when we come back from break, which is maybe two minutes, wait wait what were we gonna say? So, I apologize for that lack of professionalism. We will try to clean that up. We will fail, but we will try. Mm. Um. Anyway, last week there was a question which I would not have remembered. Uh, you know, I wouldn't remember that it had happened if I had not gotten this email just an hour ago. Um. We asked what game appeared to be set. In like feudal Japan, yet had pinball mechanics. Oh yes, on the GameCube. Now it's all coming back. And what we didn't mention on the show, but I was totally thinking—you just kind of have to trust me on this one. There was some sp- sort of special peripheral that came packed with it. It did something other than just use a controller. Do you remember what peripheral that was?
1: now that's crazy talk. Not no. not the uh, not the not the pulse meter. Not that. That no, wasn't the it. pulse. What?
0: Yeah, it's you not, mean the vibrator? No, the pulse meter. Oh, no, no, that hasn't even arrived. That hasn't even existed no, that's yet? No, that's a Wii peripheral that hasn't that's yet come to That's something for fruition. the future?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: that's, that's I think they that's their health. Well, thing.
1: clearly it's not the uh, feudal Japan giant bowling ball peripheral. It would have been funny if they
0: had flippers, right? Flipper buttons.
1: That would be But amazing. no,
0: it came packaged in one of those large boxes, so it has the peripheral and the, the DVD-style case inside. came with a microphone. What for? I don't know. Probably call out your oh, troops or something. Yeah, that's right. Right? Came with a mic. Yeah, as if it wasn't crazy enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that game microphone. right now, for, for the record, that game is called Odama. Just like Osama. Oh, that's and right. And Obama. You're so right. But it's Odama. And by the way, I went to Amazon. Did I not call the first letter of the word? You said O. Yeah, in fact, because the box has a really big artistic O. That's and right. Odama. So uh, I went to Amazon and I typed in... Odama, and it wanted to correct it. We could guess. Either Osama or Obama. What do you think? Obama? No, Osama, Osama. was the autocorrect. Yeah, I was, yeah, I could see that on Amazon. Right? Apparently, Osama, uh, the person we just that, Os- that Obama killed, well, sort of, uh, is apparently more popular in my autocorrect than Obama. Anyway, so Adama is the name of the game, and you can get it now. It is apparently not hard to get based on my eBay and Amazon search results. Uh less than twenty bucks. In fact, after shipping, twenty bucks. Uh, Amazon, brand new, I believe, with the microphone. I didn't look into that part. Um, under twenty bucks. You which know, is amazing to me. Absolutely amazing.
1: You know what's amazing to me? What? It's the whole idea of you know when when they're getting ready to make this game and they're like, Alright, it's gonna be set in feudal Japan and it's gonna be just like this valley of this war-torn feudal Japan is a giant pinball machine. Yeah, that the next thing that this game needed was the microphone.
0: <laughs> well, you know, if you want to, I, I think it's for calling troops. Like, Clearly, it's for back, calling troops. Move yes, less.
1: because when, <laughs> when there aren't the, enough buttons on the thing, when the when the giant boulder that moves by itself across the field is threatening your troops you want to be able Can to tell them You not control them, the
0: ball at all? I, I don't even know. I'm just making things up. Okay. Anyway, I urge you you guys to play it because it is so inexpensive um, and bizarre. I'm going to I'm going to have to pick it up from Amazon whenever I order something from Amazon <sighs> next, I'll just add it to the list, you know? Yeah. Free shipping if it's over $25. So buy two of them and you'll get free shipping on it.
1: That's totally worth it. Uh
0: and then send me the other copy. So Yeah. Well,
1: I'm impressed that our listeners are so diligent.
0: Yeah, that was Steve. That they
1: that they could not only. Answer the questions we posed to them, but also remember what happened last week. <laughs> that's, the,
0: that's the impressive part. Uh, all right. So I got a few things to talk about. You got a few things to talk about. Um, where do you want to start?
1: Let's start with some uh, some games I just played, like today even.
0: Games. Yeah, yeah. You invited me over to play some demos.
1: Yeah. And you were like, uh, I'm going to make a bit an excuse to not come over. And I'd be like, fine. It's going to be Dude, like that you for now. you called me like
0: half an hour before the show, before I had to leave the show.
1: There I was like, this mysterious hour in
0: between that half hour, but... Maybe. I'll leave that alone for the time being.
1: You know, I got I got to study
0: up. I gotta get things for the show, and I have to make brownies for work tomorrow. That's where that out. I went. have to bake brownies. No, I haven't made them. I have to go to the store on the way back home, get the show ready by midnight, and then make brownies. It's if, really it's if, a tough life. If at least. brownie
1: making is a condition of your employment, I think that you might have some
0: problems. It, it's not, but it's you know sometimes coworkers okay, say potluck, you say potluck, and I say well brownies are the best option for potluck. <laughs> Dude, just... Sometimes,
1: uh, in more ways than one. We have a
0: minute before break, let me tell you this. So it's definitely not start talking about video games. No, no, I was thinking to myself, just recently, this is when I was in the store the other day, I was like, I have to make these brownies during the week, or I have to make something, some dessert, and I thought, well, it would be better than brownies. You know what, if I made, if I undercooked the brownies so they were kind of gooey, and then then made cookies... And put them in between. So I made a brownie goo sandwich out of cookies and brownies. You are a mad scientist. It would be phenomenal. And I thought, you know what? Maybe if you had two cookies, it would sort of squeeze it out the sides too much. Maybe it would be an open face. I don't know. But this was my idea. And I was actually in in uh, Target, which we've talked about. as a boycotted place on this program. But apparently my wife oh, loves it. So hate Target. Why? Because they're French? No, because they screwed me out of an Xbox 360 oh, on opening right. day. That's right. You lest, like that. lest we forget. Never forget. But uh, so I was in Target, which recently converted to a Target with lots of groceries, and I thought I'm going to go over there and see if they have some boycotted brownies for me. And uh, so so I went to that area, and not only did they have brownies and cookies, I actually don't even know if they had brownies and cookies. I know they had brownies. They had brownie cookie. Your idea. They I I should be working for Sarah Lee because apparently I have these genius ideas. uh, later than they do but I had it (laughs) and they were selling cookie brownie brownie cookie I don't know what they called it but I bought it I made it it wasn't that good clearly
1: you should have secured a patent for your brownie (laughs) cookie
0: I think prior art would have uh, you know proceeded made that an impossible thing but um, you know I urge you to try my concoction on your own with separate brownie mix and cookie mix because it'll be better than the one that I bought in a box together it was not that good yeah if it comes in a box
1: together it's probably not
0: good. Like the cookies and pizza mix.
1: Yeah, that's going to be like something that's going to actually,
0: say, I actually had that it wasn't so bad. Cookies
1: no. and pizza? Not so bad. No,
0: it's not one thing. It's it's you buy you well, get the DiGiorno pizza. Well, I didn't think it was actually the same food item. Well, in one. I just had brownie cookie. How crazy is that? Um but yeah, they have the DiGiorno pizza and they give you the cookies and you bake them at the same time or one after the other. So that, got do, cookies you, do you realize
1: pizza. that the picture of that is just by itself an internet meme. Is it? Yes, and it is justifiably so. <laughs> it, is, it is so bizarre, it is so vexing... But I've had it, and it's not bad. ...that just by looking at it, it is automatically a meme. You don't even have to do anything to it. Well, that's fantastic. I it's, didn't... it's like that picture of the, the copy of Jewel Quest, when the price tag covered up the E and the L.
0: Oh, nice. I did not see that. It doesn't take any more work. It just stands <laughs> on its own. All right. Well, um, let's let, tell me where you were where you were going to go before the break, and then when we come back, we'll have a Drew quest.
1: Like, do we? We have two minutes. Two Is minutes. Like, it's amazing.
0: It, we started late today. <sighs> Podcasters right. won't know that.
1: All right. No one knows. Okay. So let's let's talk about actual games then. Yes. So okay, there's a. Let's talk about the easy, quick ones first. Okay, so apparently this new um, Driver game came out.
0: I did not know it was out, but I knew something was coming.
1: Yeah, they have two demos you can download now. There's a single-player and a multiplayer demo.
0: Just because the demo's not here does not mean the game is out. Yeah. Okay. I will check on that while you talk.
1: But, um, yeah, I don't know. This was... It's your favorite... It's your favorite publisher. I think it's Ubisoft.
0: Oh, God. And... You know what? The first driver on PlayStation was actually quite good. I don't know if that was Ubisoft at the time, but it was it was a very good game.
1: That so was think, a long time ago. That was like PlayStation 1? Yeah. In
0: yeah. fact... I think Driver 2 may have also been, and it may have also been good.
1: I believe that, unless I hear otherwise, I think the first driver was the first game to actually model rain reflected off of the road when it's raining.
0: Yeah, I couldn't say. Yeah,
1: that's I that's. I'm going to stake my claim right there with that one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. There was really not not much special
0: about it. I certainly wouldn't me. expect anything. It's it's gone downhill. It's no. It, the thing is, it lives off of the popularity of the original game. I can't even believe there are people around who still remember yeah. it being well, the good. The original one sold like hotcakes, and I really because it was awesome.
1: Uh, it was
0: awesome. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, it wouldn't live up to today's standards. But at the time, it was one of the best games around. It was really phenomenal.
1: You realize I have to do a strategy guide on that.
0: You did? Yeah, maybe that's why I don't. Oh, yeah, that'll kill it for you. (laughs) The best way to stop liking games, by the way, get paid to play them. That will kill it for you. We'll be right back. Arizona's news talk leader, KFNX, AM 1100.
1: And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio, where we talk about video games and also some completely irrelevant
0: things. Dude, brownie cookies are relevant to gaming. Let me explain
1: this to you. You need... you need food. You need at least four brownie cookies (laughs) before
0: starting any... Gaming session. I had quite a few today, but but you're right. Let's get back to the gaming discussion. I have not found anything about Driver okay, yet, so, but I have not been looking to so So new
1: Driver game. I mean, not really that much to say about it. I was uh, a little unimpressed. Um, seems like kind of a shadow of its former self, but I never really thought its former self was quite that much. But anyway, um, a couple of yeah. It doesn't, more it doesn't come interest, out for a uh, couple weeks. Okay, so um, well, I wouldn't recommend buying it for. A couple weeks. Or even after a couple weeks. Okay. Um, okay, so we were talking about Bastion, right? A couple of episodes ago.
0: Yes, last week.
1: And I finally got around to playing it. And I was also... I'm continuing to be disappointed. Can't be surprised. So, there are some good things about Bastion. I was actually very impressed with the way that they mechanically took advantage of what certain things you can do and can't do in the beginning of the game and they have, they have I mean mechanically it's quite sound it's you know there's for example you can get a shield and you can walk around holding a shield up and there's projectiles and the projectiles bounce off you and when they bounce off you when your shield's up they can actually damage enemies after these. so you can like reflect things with the shield and it's just it makes for very nice gameplay it's very cool
0: that's the sort of polish that that makes takes the game from all right to genuinely well good. I wouldn't call that a polish
1: element, but what I would know, but, I I, I, but it is a mechanical element that is interesting and it takes it, you know it gives it gives you a lot of variety of things you can do with a very very compact set of rules, which is very nice
0: maybe, maybe I shouldn't say polish, but it's one of those things that separates the the designer that's actually just making a game to one that actually cares about the game i things that. like that into account I'll buy that it's the, it's the extra ten percent
1: sure. But that 10% usually starts at the beginning. But anyway, um, but the funny thing is, is right the whole hook about this game, the whole thing is this heavy narration component, right? Yes,
0: which of and course doesn't have much to do with gameplay.
1: Well, as I was explaining in previous episodes, it could have something a lot to do with gameplay. But it doesn't always, and actually it doesn't most of the time. And... Unfortunately, my disappointment came from the fact that, at least from what I've experienced so far in the game, it's kind of like an 80% style, 20% or less substance. In other words, the narration hardly, at least in the beginning, gives you really anything interesting in terms of information. It's just, like, it's just, like, style.
0: It's just storytelling.
1: It's like, you know how... In game magazines, they'll have screenshots of video games, and then they'll have a caption. And about ninety percent of the time, the caption is telling you something completely redundant. I don't
0: understand. It's not interesting
1: at all. You don't understand.
0: Maybe. What do you mean? Like check check out the reflections on the water. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Or something like that, right? And it's
1: it's it's that same sort of feeling that I got, right? Like you'll pick up. You know, like, um, you'll pick up some kind of, like, uh, healing item, right? And it's like, oh, oh you know, you've you got a use for that, or something like that. And the, the verbal cues that I get out of this game are, are kind of unsatisfying. I, I almost felt like... Well, do you think that's because you're in the training area?
0: Like, you're in the first
1: well, level? Well, maybe, but at the same time, actually, like, a training area would be a great opportunity to implement a much more meaningful narration system but they they didn't really do that as much right and it it kind of you know it's it's hard for me to relate my experience about this because my experience has been so tainted with baggage of what i should expect from it because i've read a lot about it right i'm feeling the same kind of feeling where you know how when you go see a movie preview and then you go see the movie, and you're disappointed in the movie because all of the most salient and interesting parts of the movie you thought actually they just they already showed you in the preview, right? It's like the best jokes were in the preview, and then when you see it in the movie, it doesn't really have like it does it just the impact falls flat completely. This was this was my experience with it.
0: Are you describing your experience watching Thirty Minutes or Less?
1: That I also had the same feeling from.
0: Great movie, by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean it was all right. I, I just you know I just I, it could have been much better. It could have been much better.
0: It was good. All right. So you didn't like Bastion. You so, didn't like so so there's
1: well okay let's I mean you know let's not uh, let's not levy some wholesale characterizations right. The, mechanically there are a lot of sound ideas in there in Bastion. The whole narrative hook I think they they could have done much better with. I think that they could have. You know, made it more meaningful, made it more interesting if they actually imparted more information to you about things rather than like color commentary. The
0: other aspect. I'm I'm trying to imagine this, how they would have done better, and the only thing I can imagine is if they gave you hints, which we would then feel is simplifying things. No, not not necessarily. There may be a secret door in the wall on the left, but he doesn't check it. Oh, he checked it. There's so
1: many ways Um, to do it, though, and and the other thing too, actually now that you now that you you're talking like the the narrator talks right i i'm not even sure if the you know this the third person style of narration is even as compelling as other methods you know the whole like, like oh,
0: self narration
1: well not it doesn't necessarily even have to be um self narration it just could stop like referring to me in terms of he right okay I think maybe some of this dissatisfaction is coming from the fact that a great proportion of the narration is post what happened. He's, like, saying what happened after it happened a lot of the times.
0: Yeah, so, like, you open a door and he says, the child opened the door, something like that.
1: Right, something like that, right? Or it'll say something as it's happening, and it's not really supplying to you any kind of additional information besides what's already happening, right? So... For example, the narrator will say, oh, and he comes, you know, he comes across the armory, right? As you're approaching the armory, as it's coming on screen, so you can see it at the same time. And there's no, they don't call it the armory there; They call it something different. But you see it at the same time that it's narrated. But by the time that you digest what you just heard, it's completely redundant. But
0: doesn't he also convey, uh, like, the internal emotion of the character?
1: Uh, I haven't gotten that far yet. There's one part where... If you start smashing on things, then he says, oh, and the kid flails around for a while or something to that effect. But it's also, well, one, like, I read an article where they said that would happen. And two, actually, like, this aspect of it really kind of, like, unfurled the inner structure of the game to me because it only said that at a certain point in the game. Like, if I did the same action somewhere else in the game, it didn't say that. It was only, like, after I progressed to a certain point where I was like, oh, okay, in this region, you know, this spoken phrase is active if you do this trigger.
0: Yeah. I. So it's not as, as procedural, I guess, as, as you would like. But um, it's – I see what you're saying. It's very much stuff. It It's based on things that you've already done. And, like, you could conceive of this narration in your own head because it's – you know, that was another part you, of it I too. I walked into the, a new room and I beat a monster up and I got the bow and all these things. Yeah, you know, you
1: ever? Let me put it this way, right? You ever go to a restaurant and you order like a turkey sandwich, right? And then you're that like, "That has happened, yes." What's that?
0: That has happened. Yeah, and then
1: you eat it and then you're like, "Man, I could have made this turkey sandwich at home and it would have tasted the same or better." Okay. Right. So it's kind of that feeling too with with the with the. Uh, the quality of the monologue, let's see, or the narration, to be specific.
0: All right. Just, I, don't, I don't believe, I don't buy that you could do a better job. In,
1: well, there's in just all the, there's sex. just a lot of filler words. Um, I mean, there's it, it's just it's not remarkable. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't stand out to me. There wasn't anything that was really really interesting about it.
0: I think it it definitely is simply for artistic sake. Well, Not for, like, mechanics or that, for gameplay elements or something. It's right, very much just...
1: It's, it's, it certainly seems that way, right? But, but what I'm putting forward is that there's a lot of potential here that they appear to have missed out on. Now, maybe later on in the game, they don't miss out on it, and it's awesome. But even if that's true, it's kind of a shame that uh, you didn't get to see that right from the start. Okay, one more game. Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet?
0: You know, I've heard of this. And I, I have not really seen. This
1: it is before. my experience overall was in this game was much better than Bastion. Um, it's a slick game. It's a very very slick game. You're basically this UFO Just and floating around. You fly around and I, it's, I've seen some video of it. It's dual stick controls except the right stick right. It's normally shooting, but you can change out your your weapon and or tool. So it's not always shooting. It's sometimes you got a tractor beam. Sometimes you got a Buzz saw. Sometimes you got a little, okay. little, little toy <clears throat> crane claw.
0: I got it. I'll
1: tell you more about it when we come back. All okay. right. Hello, it's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's number one. Woo-hoo! I'm not going to pay somebody to shock me with electricity. I think
0: it's going to be great.
1: Then you may pay somebody to do that for
0: you. All right. I welcome any one of our listeners to join us. Well, join me at the Tough mutter in Phoenix uh, in January.
1: Now, this is this race where like 70% of people don't finish.
0: Um, that might be the 24-hour one. I don't know if 70% don't finish the normal
1: one. Okay, let's say, like, 50% won't finish. The people who do finish this race, you know what happens at the end? They fall into a giant butterfly net, and they're escorted to the asylum. (laughs) This is going to be so awesome, dude. It's 11 miles.
0: You start off running after uh, a funny car. What's the name of the car that's, like, long, long, long and pointy like a doorstop with giant wheels in the back? A dragster. Is that what it, just a dragster? Yeah. All right, fine. Well, then you're running after a dragster, presumably in mud, slinging mud at you as you're running after <laughs> it. That's how the whole thing starts. At some point, you have to swim through, like, ice-cold water, like, with actual ice cubes in it or yeah, something. Yeah, good luck on I'm that I'm not one. looking forward to that.
1: Take lots of pictures.
0: Uh, I'm not bringing a camera with you I'll to the I'll be taking
1: pictures of you. I'll be having fun smiling at your pain. You know why you won't do that? Because I'm not even going to bother going. Because there's
0: a spectation fee. And you're also right. <laughs> that's why you won't do it. But at the end you do get electrified, which you know my wife is not looking forward to either. Yeah. For, for How did you convince her? You convinced her to do this. No, no no, she's not doing it. She's not excited that I'm doing it.
1: Oh oh that's right. Because if you get electrified, it's like she's getting electrified. I
0: don't I don't know why she's so paranoid about it. But yeah, you have to go through some electric wire. Which will shock the hell out of you, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, sign up. Toughmotor.com, man. I'm doing yeah. it.
1: Right. Okay, so let's go back to Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. So, very, very creative, very, very slick. Um, Mechanically, it's very sound also. Um, I was more impressed mechanically with this game than the other game. Only one hang-up, okay? This game is very, very puzzle-heavy. If it was more action-heavy, I think it would have been a stronger game. Because the way that it's heavy with puzzles is in a way that makes no sense.
0: Like, All right. They just made bad puzzles.
1: And yeah, pretty much. I'll just I'll just go right out and cut to the chase and say it. Yeah, they just made bad puzzles. The first thing you do in this game, you're in this room, right? And the only way to get out is there's these two. It's like it's so hard to even describe because it's so schematic. There's basically these two balls that balls. are connected to like an, an arm and a joint, right? And the thing that you have to figure out is that, you know, you've got your little UFO spacecraft that you're flying around and you've got this, um, you know, this like this crane hook attachment, right? That you can, with your right stick, you can kind of swing it around and then with the, uh, you can kind of grab onto things and pull them, okay? So what you had to figure out, the very first thing you have to do in the game is a puzzle where you have to figure out that, these two little things that are on these kind of like these arms that are connected to a joint you have to like move them from like a vertical position to like i don't know let's say like 80% to a horizontal position right and these are these are two switches that you basically have to like these levers that you have to turn and then this opens up somehow like a gate that lets you proceed right but it's completely opaque to the player like there's it doesn't even look like you're actually doing something to make something else happen. Okay. Which is very, very bad.
0: Yeah, I can picture that. There, there's no explanation for what you'll have to do. You just have to mess around until you do it.
1: That's that's exactly what the experience is like, right? And that's it's always a dissatisfying experience, gameplay-wise. And the irony of it is, is that if the game told you what to do, then it would be just as dissatisfying
0: but you'd at least be able to move on from it more quickly. Well, usually in a situation like that, they imply what must be done through some sort of, you know, subtle element. Well, like, yeah, if, there's some other graphic on the good, screen that looks like that, yes, and you have if, to pick up on if it. If they're good,
1: they drop hints that give you information that you can use to figure out, right? But the way that this one... And then there was another puzzle, puzzle-like puzzle element in the game that also made no sense, which was, you know, they've have these... You know, you've seen Dune, you've seen those... Those worm creatures. Yes. Right? It's the mouths. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. There's these worm creatures, and they, like, they block your way, right? And it's got a mouth, and every few seconds the mouth, like, opens up, and it starts, like, inhaling a bunch of stuff, right? And then it stops, and it just repeats that, right? And it's blocking your way, and you try to Like everything. it sucks you in or something? Well, no, it, that's, well, you go up to it, right? Right. The first thing, the most logical thing is, oh, maybe it will suck me in. No, no effect. Hang around around its mouth. okay, no effect at all. Right? all these like I'm just going to enumerate all the things that you think to do because they're the most obvious and logical things in light of you know the situation that you're looking at, right So you've got like your little crane arm, right? So let me poke the body of it with my crane arm. doesn't do anything. Let me poke the mouth of it with my crane arm. doesn't do anything. Oh, look, I have a little ray gun, too, that I can shoot in any direction. Shoot at the body of it. Nothing. Shoot at the mouth of it. Nothing. Shoot at the mouth and wait until it's open and sucking in stuff. Also nothing, right? None of these things do anything, right? But what does work, right? What works, the solution to this puzzle, is you have to grab a boulder from some part of the level and drag it up to its mouth when it's sucking in air, and that works, and it works because after it eats the boulder, it decides to go away, and it opens up the path. Right. Now, what insane
0: sequence of logic is this? What that is, they didn't have enough time or manpower to make it suck in other things as well. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, right? No, I, I don't think it's a time. I don't think it's a resource issue. But what I think it is is that. These are
1: this is this is like you could explain this, right, as one of those like it's called like a lateral thinking puzzle, okay? And lateral thinking puzzles are characterized by requiring you to make associations that normally don't make sense or aren't there, right? And I don't think this is a deliberately designed as a lateral thinking puzzle. I think that it was inadvertently made as one, because it makes no sense to do these things.
0: Well, but you, you that, that I wouldn't say that that makes no sense. It does make sense, but it's weird because you're thrown off by the fact that... No, other, no, no. It, it makes no sense at all. Like, I would expect, if I'm going to be able to throw a boulder in, that, that I would get sucked in as well. And that that would, you know, that would indicate that, hey, he actually does suck something in. But I don't think it, it does not make sense to throw a boulder in his mouth.
1: No, it doesn't. Why, make, why? Why does it make sense that after you've performed this, the path is clear because this creature has somehow been satiated by this mystical boulder and just has decided to leave the area? Like this whole. This well, whole he's process, probably
0: scared at that point. He doesn't want any more boulders. Okay, in his mouth. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, the, this whole sequence He doesn't sequence, want any more giant balls in his mouth. Right.
1: This whole sequence, yes, like makes no logical sense. You cannot, by deduction, understand. Oh it's because these things work together and I have some understanding of X, Y, and Z in the real life, and therefore I was able to deduce what should happen. Right? These relationships, these, these mechanical relationships between these elements in this puzzle has no bearing on anything you've experienced in your life or any expectation that you would have. This is the same thing that stopped me from playing Limbo after, like, the fourth or fifth screen. It's because these puzzles make no sense. Okay. And And... I'm going to call. So how can you say you like that? So, well, the other sequences, the non-puzzle sequences, were actually quite well done. Okay. And it's it's very mechanically pleasing to well, just manipulate then. the game. It's yeah, it is disappointing that you have this this uh, sort of break. Well, yeah. well, it's not. I don't think it's that unusual. I mean, a lot of people. That's why you know I will I will. Um, I will implore you not to characterize what I say about a game as being one thing or just one other thing, right? Games aren't usually all awesome or all lame. There's usually really good things about games and really bad things about them, too. That's also why ratings make no sense. But we won't get into that right now.
0: Okay, so... Wow, we're pretty far into the show now. I got a couple things.
1: Maybe you would like to speak about something tonight.
0: Yeah, well, I have a bunch of little things. Um, nothing, nothing too extensive. Although, you know, we're coming up on that season, by the way, that a lot of stuff's going to start coming down the pike. So that's, that's good to know. We'll be back in the news category in the new games category of time. When they start um, making news. Yeah, exactly. Although PS3 price dropped. That's another little thing. I guess that happened today. If you hadn't heard, hey, it got cheaper. Two fifty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to comment on a tweet that I saw earlier today. It doesn't really matter yes it's cheaper um there there's a few other things that happened one thing that that happened a while ago actually meaning like in the last week or so um relating to the ps3 i mean is that it does something i want ios to do i've been thinking about this a lot lately like remember i talked about groove coaster the last couple weeks sure um it it made me realize because i have it on the iphone and the ipad and this is true of um well uh, in ios there are a lot of well, there's a reasonable number of of games that are universal. So if you get them, if you buy them once, you have them for both uh, the iPhone or iPod and the iPad, right? And they're slightly different versions. I'm sure the assets are different because the the screen ratio size is is different. Um, you got to buy something special, or normally, no, no, you, no buy you, one? you buy it once and you have it on both. Right. You just because you can sign like my one sign in exists in both of my devices, right? Okay. So uh, like Carcassonne is that way. And so the layout's a little bit different, and obviously you've got more screen real estate on the iPad, um, although the resolution is very similar. Anyway, uh, so I want to, I want the save to be in the cloud so that, you know, if I play Groove Coaster and I get to the 10th or nth level, right, on the iPhone and I switch over to the iPad, I want it to be in the same place. Or at least I want the option of it being in the same place. And I guess recently uh, the PlayStation 3 firmware 3.7 brought cloud saving to... You know, the PS3. For fee At least for certain people. Anyway. Rich people. I want that in all my devices. We'll be right back. So, uh, we're back, and I, I need to remember to mention UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology, because I have not done that yet, and that's very important. Uh, now, I want to talk about iOS. Uh, again, I just was mentioning that I'd love to have some cloud saving in iOS, but I'd like it everywhere. Um, but I'm realizing that also, in a lot of the portable games, they're, we were just talking about this during break, that they don't take into account that you might have multiple people playing on this machine. Just because it's a phone and it sits in my pocket all the time, right? Like, I may want to be able to, and, I, and I'm sure this happens often, pass it off to, you know, my nephew or some kid that that is near me or something and have them play a game without disrupting my game. And this happened when I showed you Groove Coaster for the first time.
1: Did I disrupt your game?
0: Yeah, because you played it, and you, you played several levels uh, that I hadn't played yet, which means you unlocked ones that I hadn't played. That's right. And then, I don't know if the score that's represented... Because I, you don't know. I don't keep track. I, blew I don't know your if scores out high, of the water. If it shows the high score on on my machine, like is it the score that you got? Yeah. Or is the score that I? I don't even know which levels you play. I don't know if you went back and beat my score on I, previous one. I give one. you
1: that one for free.
0: Yeah. You don't have to
1: tell anybody.
0: Anyway, um, you know that's important to some people, and you know you look back in an older game like uh,
1: Zelda. But do you do you think that they would really? I mean, I understand that you have a need for that, and that's legit, right? I, but are you? I don't expect- think it's a rare need. Are you expecting that they're going to – that? I mean, it's it's not trivial to make this happen. And it's I, much less trivial to make sure that it happens,
0: like, platform-wise. I mean, how you define trivial, it's not that big a deal to say, you know, have a save file 1, 2, or 3, and you're using this save file right now. And now you're switching and using a different save file. I don't think that's a big deal. No,
1: fair enough, right? But to have the platform be built around that
0: would no, be a big No, no, it, it just – this is a choice of the developers. The developers have not opted to do this. Right. You know, it's like the NES. It's Zelda has 3 save spots, right? right. Your Zelda right now only has one save spot.
1: It doesn't even ask you, right? Exactly.
0: And you just wish you had my, some more save spots. My virtual iOS Zelda game.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a reasonable yeah. desire. Meanwhile,
0: I'm also making the argument that I want to have fewer save files than i do because i want only one for both my iphone and my ipad yes right but I, I should be able to have that option of playing at very least as you know the user that's on the device because ios does have that built into all of the devices where you are the user that's built in for buying stuff that's the same user for playing the game right.
1: stuff. do you had do you log in and out users do not, you do that not like when you Xbox? play a
0: game but the machine always knows no but
1: no but on the machine
0: Yes, because what something
1: that they might end up doing is you tie the save file to the user that's logged in, just like they do, like on Xbox Live.
0: The thing is, they don't ever present you with a login. It's just the device has it, and you can go into the settings and you can change it. Right. right. I could change. I could be switch it to be using a different Apple ID. Right. Um, so it's something that they don't expect people to do much. Exactly. It's built in, and and for most purposes, the convenience is is better that way. Um, but it it may be. It'll be interesting over time to see how developers change, and especially now because you know when you start off, everyone who has an iPad has the same iPad, and now there's two different iPads out, and uh, you know soon there'll be three, and there'll be families that have multiple iPads, and there'll be people using various iPads around the house, and not to mention the other you know smaller iOS devices, and then whatever other device they come out with, right? Uh, Especially now with the Macs sharing. you know, Mac Store, there'll probably be crossover between Mac and iOS games.
1: Did I just hear that Apple has more money than the United States government?
0: Uh, it's possible. I don't know. I didn't hear that. That's kind of scary. Well, I mean, you and I both are, are more rich than the United States government because they are in debt and, you know, we have positive flow. I don't feel like I'm more rich than the government. That's because they've i seen their buildings. They, they abuse their um, their debt to income ratio. We we are now at 120 percent, I think. We spend more money than we make awesome. by 20 percent, yeah, annually. By the way, <laughs> I feel so rich. Not per decade, <laughs> like that. Well, I guess it's all the same over time. But um, yeah, it's uh, anyway. I, this is not an economic show. So uh, that's one thing. I, PlayStation 3 came out with that. At least for PlayStation Plus members, I'm sure it'll roll out to everybody soon enough. Um, yeah, you know what they I had? I think I remember that? Xbox doing, saying they're gonna do something like that too.
1: That month of PlayStation Plus for free?
0: Yeah, never really used it. Yeah, I mean I activated it.
1: Completely
0: worthless. Well, there were some games you could get free as long as you're a PlayStation Plus member, and then they're not right. free anymore if you stop those, being a member.
1: Those offerings were dismal at best. What you didn't like, Golden Axe? Come on. <laughs> and right, this kind of Mickey Mouse discount that you get, right? Like a dollar off. Yeah, it's like, or less, right? It's like a dollar off, which is almost nothing. And I don't know, for the amount that they charge for it, what was it, like 40 bucks or something?
0: Uh, it's less than that.
1: I don't know. Whatever amount it is, I distinctly remember that it's just completely not worthwhile. I think it's like $10 a month. I and it, it could be much more worthwhile if they actually offered interesting or better games as part of the package. But yeah, like the ones that you can get for free, they were just, especially during that time period where you could have PlayStation Plus for free, it was terrible. I did not want to play one of those games.
0: Well, you know, I actually did play some of them, and they were not awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so we got a few minutes left. Um, you and I both have talked about uh having and not being particularly interested in Steel Battalion. Do you remember Steel Battalion? I'm. Of course, I remember it. Did you know that there's another one coming out?
1: Uh, for Connect, right? Yes. Yeah, how is that, how do they go from having the most expensive and most elaborate controller to, to having a controller
0: with zero buttons? To no controller. How does that work? Right, you're actually going to use a controller and the Connect, so it's going to be more complex than your normal Connect or normal controller game. But yeah. It's interesting. What, what's actually funny is the storyline of this game is that all computers have been destroyed by some virus that, like, <laughs> ate, ate the computers, except these vertical <laughs> tanks, these mechs. Right. They're trying to pretend are all mechanical and not run by computers. (laughs) I see. Yeah,
1: and that's why you have no buttons because all computers are destroyed.
0: There's no buttons to use, I guess. I I, don't know. There are there are buttons inside the mechs, but they're like it's like steampunk or something minus the
1: steam. I'm curious how this is going to play out because one of the most wonderful and insane things about the original Steel Battalion controller is that you're actually able to do manipulations of three completely different movement axes at the same time, which is is just beautiful. No other game has done that. There's... You move a reticle on the screen, right? That's your aiming. That's one thing you're moving. That's completely independent of the uh, steering of your tank, right? Which is also completely independent of your... The, the, the actual movement
0: forward and backward?
1: No, 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 no. That was the second one, <laughs> right? Okay. The third one is that your the upper portion of the tank is on a swivel and can be turned and actually even on both axes rotated independently of its heading, right? So you've got orientation, you've got direction, and then both of those completely independent. And then the third one, which is you're actually aiming a reticle on this projected screen
0: dude when are we going to get together get together and play that game for real (sighs) never like we should just spend a weekend being like hey we should not suck at this game
1: it's it's it'll almost never happen because the the terrible thing about that controller is that it's so big and it has pedals that it like it the type of setup that it requires to play like you really need to. you built
0: a rig that would be perfect for that thing
1: other than the fact that it's some other hardware is installed in its place (laughs)
0: You could remove the steering wheel. That door.
1: my rig actually would. There's not. It's not large enough for the controller. Oh come on. It is not.
0: So I put a little piece of cardboard on there. Yeah, that's a that's another project I won't be doing. Okay, um, well I'm interested to see just how badly this game does. It, <sighs> it will crash and burn like no other. Well, I mean, it, you along know, along the lines of the original Steel Battalion. You know,
1: you know how eager I am. To determine judgment at the drop of a feather. Yeah. This, I think these people know what they're doing though. I think that these people have a trick up their sleeve and they might come out with something cool.
0: I I am extremely doubtful. Extremely doubtful. That it will. Uh, it, it, the only chance it has to do well, is because it's a game that's where the developers are taking it seriously and putting out like i guess a significant amount of connect control with it uh, and people might be interested in trying that but it's only going to be a, a small hardcore audience that is even vaguely interested it's going to do miserably just like the other games
1: it, i mean it'll do miserably because it's steel battalion not because it's good or bad yeah but i think that there's i just got this feeling i got a feeling about that team okay i can't see can't see it any other way
0: all right Good. Well, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with. That. I have no idea when it comes out. Probably going to be a year and a half or something. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I'll tell you what. One thing you
1: can't do when you release a game without a controller is you can't emboss the entire development team's names on the bottom of the controller like they did with Steel Battalion. That's
0: that's true. You cannot. Um, Which is also very cool, I might add. So there are a couple of things that, that we should have talked about. Like the uh, the guy from the Independent Games Festival complaining that there's so, too much cloning of, of indie games going on? Oh, yeah. Our, our good friend Brandon Boyer. Yeah, we did not talk about that. Also, uh, I kind of want to touch on Australia finally being able to have um, you know mature games for sale. That's there's, always, there's always coming weeks. And uh, if you want us to talk about specific things, feel free to let us know. You can do that by emailing us. Go to chatterboxgameshow.com and maybe we won't use the entire first segment to talk about brownies. Uh, maybe, I'm, I make no promises uh, also, go to 1100kfnx.com if you want to hear the show live, don't forget about that and as always visit the University of Advanced Technologies website at uat.edu because if you don't, we might not have a show much longer so that's uh, that's very important um, so, before we go any last words? Farrah.
1: Good night and good
0: riddance? I I no. don't know, we'll be back next week everyone thank you so much You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info in the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.